Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 114. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving the local church and beyond. In this episode, we're going to have a very special interview special. Very special. <laughs> Hi, Joel. You all right? Hi, Sam. I didn't want to give anything away. No, no, no. About the very special Keep people on the special. edge of their seats. Might not be as special as I've made it sound, actually, when you think about it. Might be a very ordinary interview special. Unless we can rustle up a very special guest really quickly. <laughs> we've got we've got special people on speed dial. Yeah. Get one, get one of the specials, quick. <laughs> you know when they say that the definition of a podcast is two blokes laughing at their own jokes? Yeah. So, what have you been up to? Um, We've been doing stuff for... Well, in fact, because this podcast hasn't been bothered, uh, we decided to put out our own. When you say it hasn't been ship. bothered... Like we, what we're, we're about six days late or something, are we? But carry on. People are people are like, yeah, no, you have, you are, you are a productive podcaster. Uh, well, we've done um, season three of disrupting worship, which yeah. we've totally dedicated to. The rest is worship. So we've been interviewing people who we either read their books when we were writing our book, or people who we sort of inspired by or been journeying with. And the one that came out just uh, this Monday, just gone features a bunch of uh folks from this parish so we've got timo and we've yeah. got peter assad cool. Re- rebecca bees oh, and yes. uh andy clark that would have been a, that spe- would have been special for an interview good choices it was great yeah yeah really, really good. good really good and those are all people who have experienced forms of kind of burnout or something close to that and then have taken yeah. some time out um so it is really and i literally had a text from a friend uh, at lunchtime saying wow my wife got me to listen to this. It's really, really interesting oh, to me. Wow. So, yeah. That's good, really good. And we've got one coming out uh, uh-huh. with a bunch of resound type songwriters. Yeah. So it'll have Keiko and uh, Hannah and a certain Matt Weeks yeah. and t- uh, somebody else who I'm forgetting. Uh, but people who wrote and contributed songs that we kind of put in the book or included within the project. So, yeah. so look out for that. It's Disrupting Worship on your regular podcast feed or you can find it on the engage worship website nice. and we're also doing a day yeah. on the 25th of november in milton Keynes, uh where we'll be sort of delving into all the rest of worship stuff and then in the afternoon there'll be like a retreat space and then another space where you can kind of think about how to do resty type worship in church cool so yeah that's on our website as well engageworship.org slash rest mk for milton Keynes. rest mk rest mk how about you, Joel? What have you been up to? Well, uh, I've been working... I've actually been working quite hard on the new Jubilate uh, project, which is Journey to Resurrection. Mm. And so I basically... I've sacked Matt Weeks for this one. <gasps> Don't tell him. Because uh, we can't afford him. <laughs> so I, I've taken on the production duties uh, working with Roger. Oh, my goodness. I'd forgotten how hard it is. Yeah. I, I re- honestly... Um, come back, Matt. All is yeah, forgiven. Yeah, come back, Matt, because it's really difficult. I actually had to get Matt in for a few tracks because I just couldn't yeah. handle them. It's like I don't know what to do. Please help me. I, I literally can't do this anymore without some help. Um, but having fought my way through that, 
<laughs> with a few <laughs> with a few yelps of pain. Few choice words. Few choice words. I uh, we got it to a stage where we gathered some singers uh, this week in my home village and um, did some recording in, and it sounded really nice. I think it was mm, about thirteen I singers. Saw, I saw James, Martin, and Elisa off to that. Oh yes, on Friday. Yeah, they were fantastic. It was such yeah. a lovely sound. We sort we tried to get a group of competent but not all that choral singers to sing a bit chorally. So to try and get a, quite a sort of a an untrained but really nice sound um and i think we nailed it so i'm quite excited Excellent. about this i had some really nice little songs in that um collection and it's also really that lovely i think cool. i said this before but we there's a bit of a crossover developing now between resound and jubilate and some of the people who contribute so it doesn't surprise you that people like andrew finden and keiko write things that kind of cross the cross the divide yeah um, so yeah Really cool. That's so cool. Um, How um, about yeah. downcast souls and expectant hearts? Well, it, did I say that right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Oh, um, we, we are. Um, so basically, again, I, f- I forget where we're at or what we've done, but we pushed back the release of the, We were going to release it this autumn, but it's just too much to do to get it done. I didn't want it to sort of crash into christmas prep which really you know any later than october nobody's going to yeah. pay any attention to it so i thought we're going to put the whole thing out in the new year but in the meantime we're going to drop a few singles so we, we've basically made a lot of progress we've got pretty much all the recording is done we're just getting the final mixes and masters back now um and we're going to we're going to release a song every two weeks for the next uh, couple of months just to kind of trailers things that go ahead especially with the expectant heart stuff it's so nicely in advent some of it so it's quite actually quite yeah. nice and then we will then we'll do the whole thing. Oh, cool. Well, I'm excited about this because I think, as long as you manage to edit it and put it out, I think today, when people are first listening to this, yeah. is the release of... Whoa! Maradina <laughs> Lives! Yeah! Yeah, it Which is. Which was a big hit at the uh, Wydale retreat when we did it live, and we had a nice little video of that. And that's the song that is the first to come out out of this. And so we thought that we would have a little bit of a dive into that song. And so I've invited the two writers of uh, uh, that song along to this podcast today. So we have Mr. Joel Payne. Yay! And Mr. Matt Weeks. Hey! There he is. Welcome, Hello. Matt. You're, you're allowed back in now. Thanks. Great to be here, boys. Woo! <laughs> you are right. <laughs> yeah. Good. Really well. Thanks. So Good. just recovered now from the mammoth task of the oh, 20 track double album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit prog, isn't it? Yeah. This is where Razan went prog. You can like 12 minute wig outs. Especially if you do a double sided vinyl release as well. That would be awesome. <laughs> Picture discs. Actually, it did, Matt, it did turn out to be a, a pretty hefty undertaking, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I seem to recall you saying, yeah, maybe we'll just do eight lament songs, seven or eight hope songs. Yeah. It'll be sort of. <laughs> Big EPs of each, no. Yeah, <laughs> and then as usual, just like, ah, oh, no, we got these great songs, <laughs> ten of each. Woo. <laughs> oh well, well done. Well, we want to dig into that particular song, uh, "My Redeemer Lives." Uh, my hope is no, not my hope. My faith is built. My faith is built upon this rock. The love of Jesus and the power of the cross. My debt was paid at immeasurable cost. My faith 
start by asking who with any sort of co-write there tends to be somebody that comes up with the seed or the spark of the idea and then somebody else just kind of goes back on their coattails um so who was it that kind of originally sparked this song um yeah it was me i'm trying, I'm trying to think what maybe you'd we'd got through the process of listening to quite a few and got a short list but there's that usual feeling of maybe we're missing a certain tempo or a Mm. certain you know just a little gap in that shortlist so um we're like, oh, what do we need and i thought oh yeah i had a in fact it was the song from the first month of the this year's challenge 12 month mm. challenge because that was the hope month, wasn't yeah it? yeah so i thought oh what was that like i thought oh yeah this is this could be okay um so sw- <laughs> swung that over to joel what do you think and uh it's just gonna kick things off oh cool and i think we have dug back into the archives and found yeah. the original demo. I think we should have a listen to that because I think that oh, would be... No. Uh, come on. What's and all? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny here is that I might sent that this morning saying I found it, I dug out the original. And if you'd have asked me, I'd have said, because it sounds quite like a tune that I would write. So I think I, in my recollection, I thought, I know Matt sent me some sort of idea, but I'm pretty sure I might have written most of that tune. Turns out I didn't at all. <laughs> well, no, that's funny, because the next thing I thought was... I, well, basically, I sent that to Joel, and then you ping back a verse with, obviously, first of all, much more solid, cohesive lyrics. Brilliant. But then you you basically that the melody I think we've got now for the verse, kind of off the bat, when you sent back that your first kind of so return So I just draft. sort of bounced it and back I, with a little turnaround, a little circle in the melody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you improved that melody vastly. It was, oh. I, was, I was very impressed. Good, so I, I was at least good. involved in some way. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good, just the way you sort of crafted it and the sort of development of the melody went through the, the verse. I think there's a, really yeah, nice there's a thing I, I can spot there, which is definitely a device I use quite often, which is where you do it, yeah. you do a line and then you mirror the line, but you extend it. So, my hope is so no, is it my faith is built upon this rock? and you push the and you you push the rhyme later um i know it's a device i I use i don't know if i do it deliberately but i find it a lot in in what i'm writing Mm. because i think it i think in matt's version which is great but i think the ground found they feel too close don't they the Mm. first two rhymes so it's almost too obvious but because you've pushed it off a bit it's a bit more 
um, pleasing. Yeah. So what was? Do you remember Matt? What was in your head apart from I have to write a song on hope for the twelve song challenge? But do, do you remember if there was any sort of particular driver in the original? In the original, I, well, I remember thinking, oh, because it's such a great theme, I wanted it to be quite accessible and fairly congregational. So I was probably trying to push it down that keep it simple. Let's just use the four chords. Um, yeah. And yeah, I wanted the range to be fairly, you know, tight as well, but. Um, other than that, that was, I think, my the main steer early on. Yeah, to keep it quite. And Joel, when you gettable. when you picked it up after that, did you obviously you had a go at sort of tweaking the melody a bit? But did you have any initial ideas about? So you obviously you've you've headed towards that chorus of "My Redeemer Lives." Was yeah. that Did that come soon, or did that come? No, that actually while? came really really late in it. So hmm. I, I remember. Now, this is the way Matt and I often, quite often work. Is Matt's very kind. He quite often just lets me take over the lyrics and and crack on with them. Um, so I remember it, there's an obvious kind of cross and resurrection and and final things. And I, I thought this is really good because in this thing about singing about hope, as well as singing about what the hope is, we want to sing about the grounds for our confidence in the hope. And the, our confidence in that hope is in Christ's death and resurrection. So it's really important. I thought let's have a verse that's really about the death of Christ, a verse that's very much about the resurrection, and how we're sort of incorporated into His reign and His mercy and His rule, mm. um, and then a sort of, and then at the end of all these things, and I think it's there this idea. I think probably I just got the it was the little rhyme actually, which was um, uh, what was how does it finish the, the rhyme towards the end, which was calls me onward as I run for the prize my eyes may close but in him I will rise and this is kind of I mm. my eye what are my eyes and then it just reminded me of um Job 19 there's a there's lovely verses on there for I know that my redeemer lives and this is Job talking about all his suffering and all his struggles he says but I know my redeemer lives and in the end will stand on the earth and that's where it started mm. but I, I also remember the when I sent back certainly one of the earlier things is that i did this idea for the verse and i said oh, i think we should do a pre-course that starts on this chord and i threw yeah. in this this e minor chord which yeah, matt tried yeah. to push out a couple of times and i kept saying oh no what's happened to my really nice chord yeah. <laughs> he calls me onward as i run for the prize my eyes may close but in him i will rise my life then talk about the pre-chorus because it's a bit unusual i mean firstly it starts on that chord three yeah um but it also has this little thing of going so i'm fixing my eyes on the lord who injured it like keeps going yeah. through that rather than going so i'm fixing my eyes on the lord yeah and i'm trying well, not to get bored well we had we had a previous work version actually which i found which was um uh which was so uh, oh hang on scroll up it was it was quite different actually so it was my body may waste away yet in my flesh i will see god i remember that one so i'm living for a greater day because i know that um 
It was just quite a lot more drawn out, and was it was really drawn from that Job nineteen thing. And we mm. showed it to, when we were starting to put together the songs for the album. We showed it to um, Chris, Juby, and Keiko, who were helping us mm. go through the songs. And they both just said, it's a bit you know, that old "Don't bore us, get to the chorus" thing. It's a bit yeah. drawn out on word. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? You play it back and you think, "Oh, I quite like that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like that when you go through your old versions. Yeah. Oh, why did I change it? Yeah. So we tried to tighten it up, and I think it was from that point getting um, just finding the way to that verse in Hebrews twelve. And then you're right, the little the little inner rhyme, accelerating the rhyme in there, is quite a nice way of Lord who endured and was glorious, just yeah. to kind of lead you through it. So you don't have to rhyme the last word; you put your rhymes in the middle, but it it kind of mm. it pulls you through it. Yeah, it works so well. I remember when you were you were teaching it at the Wydale retreat. And the very first time people did it, there was a little mm. bit of, uh, yeah. And you, I remember you going, "Oh, should we have not yeah. done it like that?" But I, I totally think it's worth it because it does. It just really powers through, and then you, then you're into the chorus, and you don't want to, you don't want to hold the chorus off. So we talked about the verses, talked about the pre-chorus, but then there is that chorus. Joel, do you remember who, where it sort of came from, where where it began musically and stuff? I think eventually I set. I think we had a few other versions. We did it in Slack, and because we're on this free version of Slack, oh, we yeah. lost some of the versions. So I can't <laughs> remember. I think there was a. There were a couple of choruses before that were nothing like this. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think um, I said, "How about we use this my redeemer lives thing?" And that's when. And I tried writing a chorus actually that had those words, and then Matt came back with the basic shape of this one which was especially that first line and you were still going on for those going for those job lyrics weren't you with the i was yeah we were trying to, that, that was hanging around for a while in. wasn't it yeah that's a sort of line two and line four but um you i think joe did that thing which has happened before in other songs where we sort of loiter on a, a sort of lyric especially for a chorus and you sort of know it's not quite sticking but you're trying to just yeah. you're just <laughs> yeah. hammering away at it trying to get it to work and eventually, you, usually John goes, you know what, it's not that, it's this instead, you know, you do a big sort of change yeah. of tack, and suddenly like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's going to stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that happened again here. So I, that was the bit, I remember Matt sharing the, um, because I know that, and that, you know, that suddenly, oh, that's a hook. That really, that's really sing. I want to sing that, and I can imagine singing that. And then we tried mm. to attach things to it, and I was like, "Well, we need to explain. What do we know? What's it going to mean? How are we?" Gonna... <laughs> and that's my kind of my tendency to. Oh, I need to pack more narrative into this, yeah. and dragging it back. And we eventually, no, Maradimo lives. And then we had, eventually, oh, he is alive. Jesus is alive. It's one of those things where, he, he, sort of, even just over WhatsApp or whatever we're doing, it's like we looked at each other and just went. Oh yeah, that works. That's that's it. But then we could not work out how to finish the chorus until we we took it all the way to the pre-production in Matt's studio, and we were sitting there trying to work out how to finish it when somebody walked in. <laughs> yes, the hero of the day. Who should have walked in? But Sam Hargreaves. Hey. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh, me. 
<laughs> we said we said Sam we've got this chorus and it goes like this and we can't work, work out how to finish and and you just said you, you listened and I think you waited about two and a half seconds and said why don't you just repeat it and go my redeemer lives yeah but instant wasn't it we, uh, oh yeah you know, no, no oh, idea oh yeah that really works oh yeah oh in that case no you had nothing to do with it and you yeah, yeah it could, it could have been you guys <laughs> oh well that's good I'm excited about that yeah Oh well, well you done. You honestly it did, don't I, remember that. I remember the day. Yeah, oh, I don't. Enough. I don't remember working on this song, oh, but <laughs> must have been a thing of a moment. Yeah. No, I love it. Did you have any any conversation about the oh? Was there any like oh? Can we do oh oh oh? I was probably throwing. You it. really wanted the you, that was your I was thing, throwing it wasn't in, wasn't it? And I think I started out with putting it in brackets, <laughs> in brackets and italics, with a star saying optional. <laughs> And then gradually, while I've been preparing the resources and things, I've been taking off the star, took off the brackets. Yeah. So eventually, no, it's okay. It's like, oh, he is alive. That's all. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's I mean, and I was just just gonna say, I know you probably wouldn't jump at it, John, but I just couldn't. Basically, I couldn't stop myself from singing it any time we were jamming it through. I just have to do this little thing to link up the. So yeah, I just kept hammering away doing it, and I don't know. It well, it is. I mean, it's a little bit the. It's the worship version of the um, dun 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 in which I went to a thing. Um, I mean, if you've ever been to a big event where they're doing um, what's that stupid song? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, good times never felt so good. Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you get their really long verses. Really and it's long. Kind of quite yeah. boring and a bit ponderous. And then it gets to the chorus, and they go, "Sweet Caroline," and then everyone goes, "Bah, bah, bah." <laughs> yeah, and it's like the you know, it's such an obvious move, but and they don't sing it on the original. But I think that's what you've done there. You've created a mm. bump, bump, bump awesome. moment. Oh, how about Come that? On. We've done our own "Sweet Caroline." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lionesses! They can pick that one up from the terraces. Right. So you've got the song, and you finally written it, and then um, the recording is really, um, I think, very different for a resound type recording it feels pretty modern and fresh and cool um so how did that come about what was the conversations and the route that got you to to where you are with the with the recording well the the whole sort of vibe for the whole project was to be a, mm. a band sound that's what Joel requested and again for it to be fairly organic especially with obviously you've got this lament half of the project it's got to feel yep. fairly sort of raw and you know have that sort of connection so on the whole it's actually going to be that sort of fairly organic real instruments sort of a sound but especially on the hope half there's a few like this which you just felt like oh actually we could just push it a little bit you know so there's a little bit more of a contemporary pop little feel in there it seemed to sort of suit one or two of them um and yeah this was one of them so we just thought yeah let's just keep pushing into that so at every stage you're just thinking yeah let's just push the sort of the sort of pop contemporary mm. thing a little bit as much as we felt we could get away with i suppose yeah i think i think i feel aware that we we always try to do things a little bit differently you know that's, that's one of our part of our thing isn't it to say well, what's out there and what isn't being done and what isn't being written and um you know and in some ways we, we push slightly against the the trend in in the, the sort of the popular stuff but that's also mean that sometimes our stuff isn't very popular <laughs> so there's a there's a kind of there's a there's a kind of pragmatism um which is to say 
oh, listen to this song. This is basically a kind of, you know, this could be a, a Bethel or a Hillsong song. So why don't we just make it sound like what it is and do that well rather than rather than hold it back from you know we could have we could have held it back and tried to restrain it but it felt like mm. actually you know this kind of sounds like a big big worship anthem type song um let's just do that let's make it really good yeah because yeah. with, with a product with a sorry i was just gonna say like with a sort of production view you often think you do want to sort of give every song its kind of dues and you know just serve it serve what it is um but yeah, obviously you've got the projects. You want to keep the projects sort of fit. There's like a bit of a red line that threads the whole thing together. So you're always sort of pushing and pulling with making the whole thing sound cohesive. Yeah, giving each song kind of what it what it's kind of due, you know, and how it's how it's just sounding as it has been written. So there's always that sort of push and pull I find mm. with, with this sort of process. But yeah, 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 yeah. One of the definite sort of features of it is the sort of drum sound, which has got this quite sort of crushed. Mm. Um, it sounds like real drums, but they sound like they've been through a washing machine yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> how did you? How did you approach uh, that? That was by accident, really. So I, I, I've been working in a studio, and but sometimes I've been, especially with this, the, the low workload on this, I've been working at home, so I've got a little laptop. But some of the, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> comping vocals. But so I think some of the plugins don't work on the on the laptop at home. So I would put on an, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have a compressor on the drums in the studio. Great get home it wouldn't work and it'd be really quiet so i just whack another one on just so it can work yeah and then you go back to the studio and both work i'll be like this sounds <laughs> awesome <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping this so they just basically both of them stayed on through the whole process so it was it, can you it oh, got wow. a bit... can you do it can you play it so we can hear it without like without the compressors and then stick them yeah on? so let's have a look we've got um yeah this is So it's a little bit quiet because that's got no pressure on whatsoever. But then, so if I whack on the first one, here it comes. But it didn't. I think it keeps you loud. But then the second one comes on. And then I did add a little sort of distortion element as well. So just with all the delay in there yeah that's helping i started um well that's a bit of a thing i've sort of learned over the years with stage when you send a, a track to mix often you you hope it sort of come you sort of do your work here's my sounds and you hope it's going to come back with all this amazing extra sizzle and you know stuff on it and it's sort of in my experience over the years it never quite has happened and i've learned if you want that mm. you kind of have to start it yourself so put a bit of what you want right. on there and they can hear that and then they go right oh that's what you're heading for and they take it the, the extra mile. So, so with this, I, I just got oh, the right. snare track and I've got um, just this delay on the snare, which um, actually went on the whole album just because it was a preset. And then I've got this other mic here, which was the, uh, <laughs> it's just like a little mono mic, which just kind of sits above the bass drum, which sort of captures everything. That sounds a bit like that. And then again, I've got this plugin, which just yeah. a bit of distortion, a bit of reverb. So that's kind of in there as well. That's just that's one, one mic. That's right just in the one mic, is it? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just do that. exactly. <laughs> and then also with George Cook, who drummed on this track, he brought these rotor toms. Do you remember those? Yeah, it seems yeah. like they're back. I'm telling you, it's it's, it's yeah. a prog album. <laughs> so he was using those on this 
um, track. So I had I got an extra mic just to capture them. And it sounded a little bit sort of, I wonder if I can find a bit with the rototoms in it. Yeah, there they are. So they sound a little oh, bit yeah. sort of lame on, just on their own. And it, with the whole, yeah, this is the whole drum track. It was just a little bit sort of like normal. So I whack, again, wax a massive distortion on it and a reverb, and then it comes out like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So again, that's just sort of snuck at the back of the, the drum track. Um, so of course, the minute you you send that to your mix engineer, he starts to hear, "Oh, you're going down that route." So of course, he embraces yeah. that, and you get back a bit more of a sort of vibey sound. So that was what's happening there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Sounds so good. So what else is on there? There's definitely a lot of synth on there. Where did the synth? Yeah, we come in? well we, again we got through most of the sort of basic stuff. We got you know our bass acoustics and electrics back from Dan Wheeler. Um, so it was ticking all the sort of organic boxes, but we hadn't felt like we'd properly embraced the pop stuff. So we got onto my brother, Willie Weeks, who is, um, he basically works as a songwriter producer as well, and mainly works in the K-pop scene, writing hits for that. So he's, he's, and we thought Whoa. that is, the yeah, he's, he's our guy for the pop stuff. <laughs> so um, I sent him the track and you instantly get back a couple of these. This is like some reverse. Need to turn the drums up. Hang on. <laughs> turn into a big session, scrolling all around the place. So you get these little reverse symbols and vocal sort of crashes. A bit of that. Ooh. You then you then get the uh, the lead synth, which is what you uh, you hear on all those turnaround sections. That bad boy, and it sort of plays with the chorus as well. Yeah. And he sort of copied it with this darker sound as well. So that does that. Does that lead part? So together you get kind of a you know high, sizzly thing and a sort of darker. So it's a kind of combination of that. Suddenly, that's to me. That suddenly still sounds a bit yeah. like the dance anthem. But you sort of put that alongside the quite kind of raw electric guitar and acoustic guitar, and the kind of the. It's almost the the turnaround is a kind. Of, the, the basic riff is a kind of nineties four four chord riff, isn't it? So you're kind of gluing those things together to get the overall mm. feel. And there's that sort of wobbly tuned piano at the beginning. Yeah, that's uh, the little sort of crusty upright we've got in the studio. This is Joel Payne playing. Oh, okay, where is it? Here it is. Heavily compressed again for that sort of pop thing. And actually I did this thing where um, I duplicated it and pitched it down a whole octave. So you've got that underneath the sort of high. Uh... So, yeah, so you get both octaves as well. Nice. So that's actually just one take on the piano. Yeah, that was pre-production. And you've copied yeah. it, bit shifted it right yeah. down, put the two together. That was that was we recorded that literally because that's a that's worth saying, isn't it? The pre-production thing. One of the really common things is what's the signature riff going to be? What's the little melody going to be that we keep coming back to? And we'll you know when when I do this with Matt, we'll we'll sort of play the song a bit. We'll think about 
maybe grab some chords from another bit of the song which become a bit of a loop yeah. for it and then just one of us start singing a tune or, or something that we try and find a try and find something yeah and actually you're you're a set of the piano for that those all those pre-production days i'm pretty good at that you came up with quite a few little hooks didn't you yeah oh <laughs> oh well, you're great <laughs> <laughs> you're in the zone Fixing my eyes on the Lord Yes, I'm fixing my eyes on the Lord So I'm fixing my eyes on the Did you quite early on come up with the like, the sort of because you don't have like um a middle eight section but you take the pre-chorus and you stretch it out longer was that an early idea or was that a kind of later yeah that was idea? just at the pre-production stage wasn't it because you at that stage you're sort of getting the tempos right or the structures all set so you have to sort of figure out yeah what's our navigation going to be for the song so you need to come up with those those sort of bits at that stage and i think yeah joel you, that was your idea again wasn't it you pretty quickly just went we could do yeah, this we could do yours, this i think yeah was it Oh, I can't What's remember. happened to your memory? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but also, what is also going on is when you're doing the pre-production, because these are congregational songs, there's a certain kind of simplicity to you know that we're kind of deliberately not writing a uh, intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, tag. You know, all. So that there's a point at which, when you sing verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you're kind of done, and so there is a. In most songs, there's just like, where's going to be the point of difference? Where's going to be the point of interest in this song that makes it something you'd enjoy listening to? And sometimes I think that turns into a, a, a live performance thing, which actually you didn't know, but that now becomes how you do the song. Yeah. Other times it is just to give some kind of texture, variety, something. Um, otherwise, you kind of threw it all in it, all in a go, in one go. And um, yeah. What if people have watched the the little live video from Wydale, um, which was just capturing the the final morning worship? But we did did it like that with that arrangement, used that, and that for me really felt like oh, this is a real moment of sort of stillness. Mm. You're fixing my eyes on the Lord, and you have a couple of beats of rest. Um, but what the video doesn't show is that we sort of finished the whole song, and then there was a more of a spontaneous moment where we were using that phrase, "fixing my eyes on mm. the Lord," and we were. Th- it ended up, I think it was like th- thinking about what we were going to be going home yeah. to. Let's fix our eyes on the reality of what we're going home to, but let's choose to to fix our eyes. So, yeah, I, I do think that often sort of those kind of little motifs allow you to dig a bit deeper into a lyric and to kind of yeah. dwell on it a bit longer than if, as if you were just flying past it into the chorus. I, I like as well how that showed, because I think actually, apart, apart from the day before, I sort of, I'd played this during the communion and got people, I kind of felt like I'd sort of played it and got people to join in, but, and then you picked it up and I felt like you really led it properly for the first time with that group of people at Wydale. And um, it was really interesting how that lyric became so important in the song. And it was probably a more or less the last lyric to be written. Um, And, yeah, and I remember we it kind of all quietened down, and then you picked it up, and then we were, like, we were all crying and singing. I'm fixing my eyes on the. I mean, we were pretty tired. But I think that's part of it. Yeah. I, 
I remember messaging Matt, who'd gone home by then, so you won't believe yeah. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I never expected that. Oh, guys, thank you so much for this. It's been really good to kind of oh, thanks, take Sam. the lid off yeah. and have a have a little rummage around and find out how you wrote it and recorded it. And I'm really excited about this song. I think it's got so much potential. People could use it in all sorts of different situations. And yeah, it deserves to be widely sung. Yeah, Bless you, brother. So I'm fixing my